Welcome back, Xers, to another episode of It Only Hurts When I Talk, the podcast for Gen X aging disgracefully. This week, the boys tackle the concept of the afterlife. Greg talks about walking around in circles for eternity, and James tries to start his own religion. As always, like us on your favorite social media platform. It does really help us out. But enough of this chit-chat. Get over there! All right, so I, I'm going to need a minute here to get set up. Um, I got downstairs to my recording, quote-unquote, studio this morning, and what do you think is all in and around my microphone and my chair and everything? Uh, wrapping paper or yarn or both? Uh, ra- it, it's actually both, but the wrapping paper is the okay. problem, yes. <laughs> yeah. There was a pile of, of ribbon and and little you know to, from, with Santa on them on my chair, and uh, and there's yeah it's it's everywhere. I expected to get far more unsolicited Christmas cards this year, but hmm. but uh, so far I've only received one. Our, ours are are not yet done being printed. And yes, once again we had the conversation of, do we really need to do this? We've had several people who post on Facebook saying, here's our picture this year. We're not doing cards, and and every year it's. My wife's saying, yeah, mom's going to expect something. And I'm like, so get 10 of them. Right, exactly. We don't need to send 60. Print out one <laughs> on your computer and send it. But no, we have we have cards again. Yeah. And big year, the boy graduated, you know, so there's a bunch of that stuff. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, we, you know, Hanukkah just ended. So, and with, with one of the kids not here, through Hanukkah, we didn't make a very big deal about it, but now you know, wrapping has uh, has begun mm-hmm. down here in my studio. <laughs> your studio. <laughs> studio that hasn't been your studio in like ever. It was never your studio. You just occupied space there. Well, you could say that about the the house and my existence. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> it's it pretty much occupies. It's space. their world. You just take up space in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I take up space. What is that phrase? Someone I know used to call. Useless people. Waste of skin. Oh, nice. Yeah, waste of yeah. skin. Yeah. No. I, I wouldn't quite call myself a waste of skin. But yeah, I do I do occupy more. Sometimes I feel that I occupy more space than I deserve. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> but that, that might be all the beard and shit. Uh, that could be, yeah. Uh, okay, well, now that we've self-depreciated, mm-hmm. you know, enough of me. Um, <laughs> yep. Well, we're just getting started. <laughs> warm up. This is a warm up. Ah, that's that's wonderful to hear. That that is great. Cracks knuckles so and much. neck. <laughs> so much rapping. Limbering paper. up. It's everywhere. Okay, what are we talking about? Well, we're gonna talk about what comes next. Awesome. <laughs> I'm all about next. Well, like next, next. Yeah. Well, w- way next. Oh, like <laughs> retirement. <laughs> Later. La- at, oh, post retirement. <laughs> Second, yeah. second retirement. Later, <laughs> like the 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 full on. I'm retiring my corporeal form. Retirement. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That part. Mm-hmm. That part. The the afterlife. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of things to say about this, but I I didn't think I would until I brought it up with my wife and my daughter last night, and they gave me a ton to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, I've, well, I have my, you know, my opinions are my own, but mm-hmm. the, I was curious to see what others 
think. And so I started looking for surveys and I found a good one from the Pew Research Center of uh, Americans. Uh, it makes me sad. <laughs> uh, really, really sad. Just, uh, yeah, I'll share. I'll share. But anyway. <laughs> did, did they cross-section it with those who know the difference between there, there, and there? <laughs> right. You need a baseline. They should have. That would have, that would have actually validated these data uh, much more appropriately. But all right. So, so we're uh, okay. I, I, I let's talk about that. I have some legit perspectives here as well. But let's let's talk about the uh, the general refresh. Okay. Well, so in this in this survey, where they start off saying nearly three quarters of U.S. adults say they believe in heaven, right? The survey did not immediately offer a definition of heaven, though subsequent questions explored what that might look like. Okay, so you're like, wow, three quarters of U.S. How many people did they survey? It was like 30,000 people. Every single one of them. Or let's just, let's just put it this way. There were, <laughs> these data broke down into two categories, two groups of people. No, I'm sorry. It broke down into three groups of people. Christian, Protestant, and atheist. Hmm. Think about that for a second. In the United States. Christian, Protestant, or atheist? There's a lot more going on in, that, in the U.S. than just that. I'm like, um, clearly they didn't they didn't bother talking to anybody on the East Coast because there's no, you know, or on the West Coast because where is the Jewish population? Where is the Muslim population? Where is the the Buddhist population? Hindu population? None. Nope. It's Christian yeah. or Protestant. It's how, so. I, my, what I'm envisioning is they did this survey. There was a there was a Catholic church next to a Protestant church and an alley in between where there were, was a drug dealer. Right, exactly. And, and that's where those three populations came from yep. in that block. Yeah, so take this with a grain of salt. So what I, what I think okay. these data say is not, they say more Americans believe in heaven than hell. And this is the population that they, that they, that they selected. Um, it's disgusting. I should write them a letter. Like a yeah, proper, cart leading the horse. Okay. proper grumpy old man. I'm going to write them a letter. Um, well, luckily, I, I can cover some of those other perspectives yeah. of what I have. Yeah. And it, it all breaks down. You know, it's like, okay, Christian, Protestant, evangelical, mainline, historically black, Protestant. So they go into, like, deep detail in between, like, the Protestants and then Catholic, white or Hispanic. And then it's like atheist. Men and women, age range, and political affiliation. Okay. <laughs> So uh, that's the one I found most interesting. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they, they break it down by region. Um, the Northeast had the smallest representation. Hmm. That makes sense. Seems how they didn't, f most of those people, well, I shouldn't say most of them, many of those people probably don't fit into one of these three buckets that they decided to use. Yeah. Um, but it says one in six Americans do not believe in any afterlife based on these data. I don't know how much to trust trust these data. But what I found more interesting is among those who do believe in an afterlife, other than heaven or hell. So this is like the other category. Okay. What do they believe in? Because it's very, very clear from these data that this, this concept of an afterlife as it relates to a place to go when you're done being in this place mm -hmm. uh, is super, super, I mean, ridiculously skewed based on religious affiliation. Oh, Even to the point where they're like, yeah. 
90-something percent within all of these religious denominations believe in heaven, but like 62% or less believe in a hell. I'm like, oh, well, so you get picking and choosing from your word, apparently. I shouldn't be surprised. Well, and, and there is, look, without getting into a deep religious conversation here, there, there is an element of, I think about confession and the fact that you, you're going to go to heaven if you say you're sorry. Are you? So, well, that's, that's the belief. I'm not saying. Uh, I ah, okay. Because somebody some, at some point somewhere so, so, wrote it. In so book. I understand. So I understand that leaning toward more people believing in heaven than hell, because there are people who think that you are, you will go to heaven just based on who you are, regardless of what you do. Mm -hmm. I think this breaks it down. I like the, the, so of those people that don't believe in any of that um, magic sky wizard stuff, the, <laughs> the rest of these people say, the how many what percentage believe in spirit energy lives on 21 percent consciousness continues another dimension reality spirit energy continues to live on it's 21 percent of that group 17 percent believe in reincarnation or coming back in some way shape or form cyclical existence rebirth eight percent think you're just energy is going to rejoin the universe i think i i think i'm there i think i'm in that group uh, peaceful, happy, apparently just floating around with, with nothing going on. It just says it's peaceful, happy, without suffering, 11%. 42% of people were smart enough not to respond. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm really certain that's not what they call the category. I know, well, I, that, I, yeah, <laughs> a little editorializing here. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, long story short, um, somebody needs to, to, I gotta write a letter. Write <laughs> <laughs> a is letter. Awful. This is awful population data. The Pew Research Center should be ashamed of themselves. You know what will probably happen? Mm -hmm. Is they're like, okay, we're gonna run this study, and the data they got back was hot garbage. It didn't tell a story, right? So they're like, all right, so take all these things and throw out everything but Christians. <laughs> Christians, Protestants, uh, and, and atheists, because everybody likes to hate them. So. That's a, and then now we can write now we can write an article around that. That's that's yeah, my you, story. You, liars, liars, and damn statisticians. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Speaking as a statistician, that uh, yeah, the, boo. <laughs> yeah, just very bad. But so so I mean that's the basis of this data set. And then in in the table of contents, the summaries, most Americans believe. Fewer than half Americans believe, like, uh, no. <laughs> that 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 is grossly inaccurate. Ugh, looking hell. Oh, How to lie gosh. with statistics? Yeah, it'd be too easy to go down a rabbit hole here on organized religion and and using heaven and hell as a yes. As a Why don't we do that? Let's talk um, about that. No, <laughs> no, no. Let's let's not. Let's please not go there. Mm, that's my other <laughs> podcast. Yes, it's more of a manifesto. Yes. Could easily go there. Mm -hmm. Um. Wow. Okay. So that's so that survey basically was hot garbage. Hot garbage. We're going yep. to to classify it in um in in true statistician terminology. <laughs> Correct. Hot garbage. Wow. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing of usefulness mm -hmm. there. And and yet I think people are fascinated by this concept. I mean, so much science fiction mm -hmm. goes down this route and talks about what comes next. And um, I'm thinking about uh, my, my daughter's addicted to, among other things, um, Good Omens, 
that just finished, just got its third season renewed on Amazon. Um, well, there's there's the mythology around it, and people that yes. are the people that are prone to not prone, but but are attracted to that kind of narrative, will pick up on it, and I get it. For me, this whole concept breaks down into, into two two camps. If if one chooses to believe in in an afterlife, is one you're going to be afraid of it, or another is that it's like you were saying, the next thing and, you know, what awaits. And there's a sense of inquisitiveness about, about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that how that concept is presented to people, our mortality becomes a very, to your earlier point, becomes a very useful tool of control. Yes. I will leave it there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, it's a very ripe trope for, for science fiction because it's, we, we want to know what's next. We want to know why. And we use science to try and prove that. And science, you know, there are some interesting things. If you want to start applying some hardcore science to this concept of consciousness, not necessarily an afterlife, but consciousness that we could talk about for a long time too. But I think that's what it comes down to is this, what happens to what I call me in my head, like in my current corporeal form, the rest of my body is just going to rot. Okay. That's what it does. But uh, actually if you're over 50, it feels like it's doing that right now. Yeah. Uh, But the, the, the concept of the, the me, you know, the I Mm -hmm. living on, outside of one's body, you know, that it uses to interact with the, with the world. And, um, that's the fascinating part. It, it is, it is. And, and, and we spend so much time scientifically figuring out, I mean, you think about the brain and all, all the electrical stuff going on there and that we, we can determine, look, all the mental health stuff we talk about, you can, you can alter your thought patterns with chemicals, um, it's very counterintuitive to the idea of a consciousness that doesn't rely on all these physical things. Um, you know, what is what does that say about your consciousness that lives on after you if you don't have all of the the meds to adjust your consciousness the way you want it to? Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I, 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 it's, it's very separate from the science. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great movie uh, called uh, The Discovery. It was 2017. Jason Siegel and Robert Redford. And it's about Robert Redford basically discovers this machine that, quote, proves there's an afterlife. Hmm. Uh, and the ensuing sociopolitical upheaval that happens once he says, yeah, wow, yeah, we have definitive evidence that there's an afterlife. And people just start killing themselves because they're like, this world sucks, so I'm out of here, right? Mm-hmm. And all of this social ramifications of if you knew that was true. Like if you knew it and you, and people believed it, what would happen? Uh, I'm not going to give up the movie cause it's really, is a really good movie. Um, huh. the, the story that's in it and you can get it on like Amazon or Netflix or whatever, but yeah, it's called the discovery. Interesting. Yeah. Good stuff. And, and I've, and I've never heard of it. And for a Robert Redford movie, and heck, even Jason Siegel has a bit of cachet. At no, this point. exactly. To, to have never heard of that movie means it did not do great. No, it did. What well, <laughs> it's it's a thinker, and you know how most of the public likes that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, thinker. Why do you think all my uh... favorite TV shows get canceled? Um, 
But anyway, yeah, so that, that whole concept of what's next and our desire to know, uh, mm-hmm. part of being, I think, to assuage our fears, but also just the inquisitive nature of what's next. I looked at my wife and my and my 16-year-old daughter last night and told them we were doing this today and said, you got any thoughts? And uh, and then I did a little research on my own. So, I'm, you know, I'm Jewish. Judaism does not talk about heaven and hell very much at all. <laughs> there is very little in the Bible that talks about it. It's just not a thing that's gone over. So, um, and I remember growing up, it was never something that really you talked about. I, I think in... In Christianity, you see, a, you hear a lot more of that. To your point, as a as a stick, less so than a carrot. Um, it just isn't a thing that the Jews talk about. I don't know why, um, but it, but it just isn't. Um, my daughter took a world religions class in high school. Loved it, loved it, loved it, and she immediately sends me a link to a YouTube video of um, of a short story called The Egg, mm-hmm. and it was written by Andy Weir, who also wrote The Martian. That's awesome. And of course, I, I'm googling him this morning, and I mistakenly googled Bob Weir, the Grateful Dead guitar uh, yeah, player. yeah, no, it's different no, guy, different guy. Andy Weir, yeah. Andy Weir. Although after watching the egg, it could have been done by <laughs> one of the Grateful Dead. Um, the the concept. So, have you heard of this, the egg theory? Yes. Um, I thought I had never heard of this. I thought it was fascinating, and it's the. It sounds like what you were alluding to before, where your leanings may be. Um, it's the idea that I am living this life right now. After this life, I'm going to live another life, and it may be the life you're living right now or the life my cat is living right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I am basically, this entire universe, I am going to live through every single life that exists in this universe, and then when I'm done, I will be one of the, the kind of celestial beings who creates a new universe to put a person through all of the lives through to educate them and to give them I hesitate to call it enlightenment because that's a Buddhist terminology mm-hmm. great little video I'll post it on the resources page called the egg just a, a fascinating concept that the entire your self-centered universe is an egg and you will or have lived the lives of every single person you know your your family your friends your your children your your pets <laughs> all of it Really makes you think. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very very interesting concept. Um, the Buddhists have a similar concept of enlightenment, which is that you you continue to live lives until you've reached enlightenment. Right. And that's when you get to go to heaven. If you and, and the way my daughter explained it, if you have a, if you live a good life, you you're human again in the next life. If you live a bad life, you end up being like a fly or a, or a, <laughs> a rat or something. Like until you've learned your lesson and you. You continue learning these lives until, until at the end of one of them, you you become enlightened, and at that point, heaven is there for you. Which of those interesting? Along with that, that kind of concept, there's a, there's a, a bit of a fringe theory of consciousness and its continuation into the afterlife as a consciousness in and of itself, as a, an expression of the universe in existence trying to gain self-awareness and it's like an evolutionary process and mm-hmm. that life is is you know whatever actual life it doesn't matter if it's human life or whatever it is but that's a arises as a means for the universe basically to interact with itself 
consciousness arises within these living creatures evolutionarily so that the universe can perceive itself. I find that fascinating. Yeah, that is fascinating. And it's all, it's all, it's just a philosophy, right? It's, you can't ever prove it, but it's, it's like, huh. Am I understand? I'm trying to make sure I understand what you're saying correctly. It, it sound the universe is a living thing, and and we are almost different senses that it uses to right. So it's it's yeah. it itself is evolving, and that wow. you know this whole concept of everyone is is linked, and we're all just energy. You know, I've probably heard Carl Sagan said we're all just stardust, which is true, atomically speaking. But is it more than that? Right? Is this concept of consciousness? And then, therefore, the afterlife or the continual continuation of consciousness after you're done with this physical body, um, where does it go? What does it do? I'm like, well, if it's part of a part of a big old pot of cosmic energy that is required in order for the universe to try to perceive itself, why wouldn't you just get dumped back into it, right? And so that's where that concept, you know, that's where it ties into this concept of reincarnation and a cyclical lifestyle. Our cyclical life cycles. Mm-hmm. I I have to tell you that as as you're explaining that, my my cat is looking at the window at birds, and as you started explaining that, she turned and stared at me for a solid I don't know five or ten seconds, as if to say, "Okay, you're on the right track. Yeah, keep going." Cat, <laughs> it was it was very disturbing. The cat knows what's going on. <laughs> the cat absolutely knows. Of course, now she's looking the windowsill. Oh, so okay. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's, that's see, and uh, this is my theory. That's part of the issue of being a biological entity that's being used as almost like a, a probe to interact with the environment. Mm-hmm. Is that you have to have all of this a physiological mechanisms in order to propel the machine through the environment. So you're going to have these physiological quirks, right? But this concept of consciousness—that's the the ghost inside of the engine. Uh, it being a separate separate thing entirely is really fascinating. It is. It, it really is. Would you, oh boy. Would you like to join my religion? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is interesting. Anyway. Ooh, there's 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 so there are so many um ways to look at this. Um uh oh, now my cat is over here. Don't touch the mixing board. Mm-hmm. See? Uh, cat knows what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, she knows. She knows. I think she heard me say that in, in the Buddhist, you come back as an animal if you're bad, and she's pissed off. No, no, no. Um, I so my wife had a had a completely a very interesting viewpoint. Um, she, as you know, is very into like you know ghost hunters and all the kind of paranormal mm-hmm. stuff. She's a big fan of all that stuff, and I've never heard her put it this way before. But she said she she believes all of that is just a natural progression and is something we just scientifically don't understand yet that there's she she looked at me and said there's no such thing as paranormal it's just science we don't understand Mm -hmm. yet um and it's all part of this afterlife process and we just don't we're just not there Mm -hmm. and then we and we treat it as as silly you know hauntings and whatnot when there's there's something real behind it i thought that was such an interesting way of looking at i've never understood before why she's so into that stuff and it, it illuminated a lot of that for me yeah, people are looking for answers, right? Yeah. And they want to say, well, just because, quote, mainline, mainstream science can't prove it using its techniques doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yeah. And that's not untrue. Um, however, yeah. the, what, how that's been 
that concept has been manipulated for entertainment's sake just drives me freaking insane. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, what, what's the, what's the old term? I mean, magic is just science. Ma- magic is just science. We can't explain. Yeah, pretty yet. much. Yeah. Any any like, sufficiently yeah. advanced civilizations technology will appear as magic from our perspective. So it's the same yeah. same kind of concept. Yeah, found it very very interesting. What else did Sadie say to me? Uh, she she felt that that if there's a hell, it's not a you know millions of years torture situation it's a personal hell is temporary until lessons are learned because everyone is fundamentally good yeah so so it's where i grew up in my childhood then that was hell (laughs) (laughs) it was temporary i got out i learned some stuff temporary yeah wow i'm hell with my religion i'm subscribing to her religion (laughs) the i the everyone is fundamentally good is is I, I'm, I hate to call it a naive viewpoint because that's not what it is. It's, um, it, it's a hopeful viewpoint, I'm going to say, um, that everyone's fundamentally good. I, uh, the concept, the concept of, of good versus bad, like, wow, that person is evil or whatnot. That's, I don't believe that that comes from any sort of uh, extra sensory energy. That is a function of brain chemicals and psychosis. <laughs> uh, again, it goes back to my idea of this concept of that, the machine that's interacting with the environment requires certain mechanical things to, in order to drive it and to allow it to survive so that the universe can perceive itself. But and there are bugs sometimes. There are bugs. Exactly. <laughs> there are bugs. It's a complex machine. You can't get around it. So I don't, I don't buy this whole existential evil versus existential good sort of thing. I think it's probably more like just it's energy, right? It's just, just energy. Hmm. And you think some of the some of the cars the energy drives are broken. Correct. Yes. Yeah, they could use a tune up. <laughs> or just crushed. <laughs> Rushed. Yeah, it's like it's like we have to we have it's like it almost feels to me like we're because we're this you know, these biological machines that in order to live together in a society, you've got to have all these rules and laws. So you get into this really complex socio social dynamics scenarios that can make it appear almost as if the biological part is the thing that's in control, right? Because you have all these, all these um, uh, rules and regulations and the way that one interacts and what's right and what's wrong, like quote morally, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's all a construct of us being human and the society that we live in has nothing to do with anything that might be driving that machine. I find that interesting. That is interesting. That is very interesting. Because, I mean, it, it goes to our own survival. You know, it's better off. I mean, you're going to be better off long term as a species if in a, a group of biological machines, if you can drive uh, knowing and trusting innately that that other machine over there is not just going to eat you. right but yet there are some some quirks where others believe that you know it's best to strike first that's how i'm going to ensure my own individual survival but that's a very short-sighted short-term concept because in the long run the the species or the machine is much better off if it's working collectively yes certainly well prisoner's dilemma right at a a universal scale yep that is true. How, how do you think the way people believe these things influence their 
their day to day, if at all. Huge. I if mean, I'm looking it, at the skewed Pew Research data, well, and yeah, how many yeah, are Republican versus Democrats? Let's. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I, I I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, ninety five percent of Democrats or Republicans or leading Republicans believe in heaven, whereas sixty three percent of Democrats leading Democrats believe in quote heaven. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I and, and and personally, I I'm much more of the cyclical nature. I I believe more in the reincarnation side of things. Mm-hmm. I. I don't even know if I firmly believe there is a final heaven or, or hell destination. No. I think that we, I think that we fade out here and we're immediately born again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, it, I, a movie for you, okay, called I Origins. So I is in like the letter I, comma Origins. I think you can get it on Amazon again or Netflix. Uh, Britt Marling, uh, you would love that movie. Hmm. Very very interesting about reincarnation. I need a movie to watch today because my Steelers just suck. So <laughs> I, um, interesting. Mm-hmm. I will. I will post all of that on the resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know why I feel that way. I've always felt that way. I just don't. I feel like the idea that there's a a a final place to be quote unquote happy and you know heaven. Look, heaven to me is a screened in porch, a hot cup of coffee, a rocking chair, and a good book. <laughs> like that's that just sounds great. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I feel like I, I was telling this to my kids last night, to, to my wife and my, my daughter last night. I said, I feel like the, the moment you're gone here, you're literally being born. Mm-hmm. And and I believe the frustration of little babies is that they're still forgetting their prior life. And they're like, come on. <laughs> and that's what all the crying is about. <laughs> like, God damn it. I got it just the way I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Son of a. Bitch. I gotta, I gotta do this again. Are you kidding me? And then very quickly you forget, right? Except yeah. some people don't. Mm-hmm. Which are those really um, compelling stories of you know young children that can recall absolute insane detail about lives yes. of others that they would have no no prior knowledge of. Yeah, yeah. And I and, and I'll take that to a, to another level. Um, you know, Alzheimer's dementia is the start of that process a little too soon. That's I see. I'm on the other. Side. I'm not there with you. you I you believe the science part. Of that's that. just that's the body breaking down. That's the machine. The yeah. machine is going away. It's mm-hmm. it's like nope. Time to move on. Go to yeah, the great recycling not. center in the sky. And, and you know, and that's interesting. That's another way of looking at it. Is if the body is not allowing you to be your true self anymore, maybe that self has already moved on to their next life at that point, or started to. Don't know. So there's there's a lot a lot to uh, unpack there on a personal level, but I do think, per my question a couple of minutes ago, it influences how you think about the future. Absolutely. Um, I like to think of myself as a good person because I'm a good person, not because I'm angling for a good seat in in heaven with uh, my rocking chair yeah. and my and my screened-in porch. Yeah. Oh, there are loads um, of those people. Loads and loads and loads of yes, them. Yes, yes. It's all about, you know, setting yourself up yeah. for the next. I... I, I'm, <laughs> I lean way back into the Cub Scout motto, which is just do your best. Mm-hmm. And it's up there with something I said a few weeks ago, which is just try a little harder. <laughs> I don't subscribe to – it makes everything all the more selfish mm-hmm. if you're just angling for a good spot when it's all over. Well, yeah, you're not – you haven't gotten the point yet. <laughs> if that's yeah. the case, you're just like, you're missing it, right? Um, sorry, but no, that's not how it works. Yeah, leave Leave the world a little better than you – then you got here and then when you come back to that world 
it's a little better. Pick up where you left off. Yeah, I have a lot of things to say about this. 